Welcome to Money Hacks, where we offer tips for the newcomer to the financial investment scene. Hi everyone, I'm Chris Lim and my co-host is Ernest Lewis, SPH's Head of Podcasting. For this episode, we are with the Chairman of the Association of Cryptocurrency Enterprises and Startups, or Access for short, Mr. Anson Zeal. Now, Anson, many have said that the blockchain technology underpinning Bitcoin is more important even than the famous cryptocurrency itself. Let me give you this scenario. Say I'm a customer, I'm looking for a good deal. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for cheaper and easier, faster insurance. You know, it could be uh, cheaper, faster and easier legal advice as well. Uh, I could be looking at the area of property transactions. How is how does this work out in this sense, you know? How can this kind of technology help us in the longer run? To understand blockchain in one sentence, it is a very, very huge distributed database. Distributed meaning that everyone in the world can download the same database where it, it does not get shut down. That's the most important point to understand. Now that with understanding that it is a database, everyone gets a copy, that means that um, there's one single source of truth, meaning if I am in one country, I did a, trans- a transaction with some, um, a business with my client, you in another country can also see it as well. To be honest, right now, the technology is still going through a lot of improvements. It's actually not that cheap yet to actually go into mainstream. Uh, for example, when I created a smart contract for one of the, uh, uh, the, the ICO companies, the cost is actually north of over 100 US dollars if you calculate how much ethers there are right now. So most of the um, most of the use cases today are very targeted. So for example, Bitcoin can only process seven transactions per second, whereas uh, Visa can do north of uh, 1,000 and even more. So for example, that means Bitcoin can't do consumer transactions. It's just too slow for it. But Bitcoin, you can do batch business larger transactions because if you do $1 million worth or $10 million worth, the amount that you pay in the fees is very, very small, very, very similar. And uh, so that, that's why in terms of looking for good deals, uh, blockchain may be something that uh, can make things more, may make things more efficient for, depending on how it's being implemented. Uh, Major of the good deals today, maybe, for example, compared to Uber, compared, uh, if you compare it to Grab, uh, the sharing economy um, industry, uh, it doesn't just have to be part of blockchain. As a consumer, you just have to look at if that company, using blockchain or not, cheaper or not. It's not it may not even have blockchain as a use case. But for the end consumer, there may be cases where the cheapest, most attractive product is actually powered by blockchain. Uh, there, there are some, yes. So, for example, in the business transfer space, what we do at CoinPip, not that I really want to push it, I'm just saying for the use case, uh, is uh, we leverage on cryptocurrencies to send over the funds for the, for the business. So one of the businesses, mostly in the travel industry, need to send multiple small amounts overseas. And once you do, uh, you, for example, if you send $20 over SWIFT, you can't do it because you need to pay at least $30. But through our service, it can be $20 and then we only charge uh, $20 to $0.60, which is way cheaper than sending overseas. So that's one of the use cases. Another use case, um, uh, 
obviously is now fundraising through ICOs in, in the right way. Because when you do through uh, uh, VCs or angel investment, it takes quite a long time. You have to go to everyone. But now you can crowdfund very fast, very easily. Yeah. What about the, the, the perspective from business owners? What if I'm looking to reduce my business overheads and maximize margins? How would I go about evaluating blockchain uh, for my needs as a business owner? Definitely. So um, even PropTech, InsureTech is a very great use case using blockchain. Um, so for example, insurance, when we buy insurance, it's mostly local today. And if you want to buy overseas insurance, it can be very costly because of the cost of actually knowing if the papers that you filled in or all the cases that you do, is it real or not? Like if I, um, I bought a Singapore uh, travel insurance just for Singapore or medical insurance just for Singapore, it may not be compatible with Indonesia right now. And it's because that all, we have to verify if all the papers that you have is true. Now, if you put it on the blockchain and then the whole ledger is used by the whole company worldwide or even cross companies, there's, because there's a single source of truth where everyone recognizes all the data on that, uh, on that ledger, on that database, then you can quickly know that this guy is from Singapore, he paid all his premiums, in this case, what he said was true, okay, then you can quickly get rid of all your paperwork very quickly. Another, another use case is, uh, for example, uh, cre uh, credit rating for even personal people, like uh, credit cards. Right now, I can go to one country, get a credit card, use the same income statement, go to another country. If the banks really want to implement something, they can have a distributed ledger where all the banks share, not good for consumers, I know, but, I, but just a use case, um, where if I got a credit card today in Singapore, okay, my rating is this, I go to Indonesia, they would know that I already have one in oh, Singapore. Okay. okay? Uh, so a single source of truth instead of multiple sources where people are taking the risk to think that that piece of data is actually real. That sounds like increased trust and increased reputation for reputable players, yes. which means less time spent evaluating the reputation or authenticity of uh, players if, if you are indeed a reputable player. Exactly. So, for example, a very, very big problem I think needs to be solved is when you do know your customer processes through uh, brokers and everyone, you have to submit your ID, your passport every single time and your proof of statement or whatever, a lot of statements. And then with that... Uh, you, if you use another broker in another country, you have to do the same. Why not have a blockchain where you submitted everything already? It's proven that you are this person. It's, we already know who you are. The other side just needs to uh, uh, ask the blockchain, hey, is this person real? Instead of submitting yeah. everything. right? So it reduces the verification time and process. So let's say if I'm a customer or as is Chris is a business owner, at Access itself, you do have uh, guidance for people like us who want to find out how to track these things. Uh, you we will guide us. Uh, we are coming out with a guidance, working with the regulators right now. But um, as I spoke to the regulators, it's the last few years has been changing so much. Mm. Even in 2015, when we had Access, we never thought of ICOs becoming so big. ICOs became so big in the second half of 2017. And now we are seeing things morphing as well in this space. However, by joining Access, you have the network to people with the experience. For example, within Access, we have lawyers experienced uh, in dealing with cryptocurrency, blockchain, and companies doing ICOs. So definitely can point you in the right direction once you join the community. 
Well, thank you, Anson. You can find more of the episodes, both those we've done with Anson and others, on the Business Times and the Straits Times. Now to you, our listener, we'd like to invite you to pose your own questions or scenarios to moneyhacks at podcast at sph.com.sg. That brings us to the end of this episode of Money Hacks, where we help you make sense of trends and your finances. Do note that any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.